0: Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck! Like, all the,
1: all the newness Angel is gone. Angel sucks. I don't like Dawn, or what's her, is that her name? I yeah. don't like Michelle Trachtenberg that much. They don't have uh, Cordelia anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> because she went to Angel. They lost their heavy, um, their... Uh. Welcome to Booze Your Own Adventure, a podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's book. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. I'm the grown-up named Mark. <laughs> and today... We are reading uh, a book that it doesn't have its own se- it, okay, I don't know how to introduce this. Um, there's a four book series called Zork. Zork based on the uh, text-based computer game, Zork. Mm-hmm. Uh, the text adventure, the uh, the high fantasy text adventure. Is
0: it high fantasy?
1: I don't know the difference between those two (laughs) things. Are there three of them? Is there a middle fantasy?
0: I think it might just be sci-fi. Like, I actually don't know what kind of setting Zork is. Oh, there's a lot of sword stuff. This one is called Zork number one, the forces of Krill. So that tells us very little except that we should expect shrimp people. Shrimp people, shrimp people, shrimp people, shrimp people. That's
1: their call. Uh, This is by S. Eric Muretsky. Eric Moretzky, S. Eric Moretzky. Um, and it does have a pretty dope sword.
0: Mm-hmm. It's got Ribbon Dancer around it.
1: Yeah, I don't think any of us have played this uh, video game.
0: Yeah, I haven't. But I know it's like the the, the trope codifier, like, genre-defining thing from the 80s, right? Like, this is the computer game. This is the Star Wars of computer text games. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Zork. Here it goes. Page one. You guys ready?
0: I'm ready. Page the first.
1: I already didn't don't know what to expect. <laughs> it was a warm, sunny day in early May. June, which is a character name that follows the pronouncement of the month. <laughs> June and Bill were going home from school. They were wondering how to spend the afternoon. Should they bicycle to look out past in the hills outside of town, or explore the
0: deserted fort on the riverbank? So there's
1: bicycles in this world.
0: Sounds like they're setting us up for a choice, but yeah.
1: they're not. They're not. Next paragraph. They didn't really want to do either, they realized. The old games, the old explorations, they simply weren't fun or exciting anymore.
2: If only they had access to Zork. That was (laughs) available on 15 three-and-a-half-inch floppy disks. Every other page
1: is just an advertisement for Zork. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Bill and June discussed this feeling as they passed the unused water station beyond the schoolyard, its high brick walls hidden by a jumble of
0: wild bushes. Guys, have we ever read a book in the past tense before? No, no, it's freaking me out. Yeah, June and Bill got murdered,
1: didn't they? (laughs) We're about to jump into it. Page nine has us back in present tense. Oh, That's even more jarring, but okay. Yeah, I don't know how it happens. Bill and June live in a town that has an abandoned fort and an abandoned water station in walking distance of their school. Hmm. Suddenly, June stopped walking. What is it? Bill asked. I thought I saw something glowing there under the bush. June pointed at one particularly thick and twisted bush. Your mom.
0: Oh!
1: <laughs> Suck it, Bill, nerd. Sex joke. Uh, <laughs> Bill was skeptical, but he followed June to the bush and helped her pull the branches aside. They both saw it at the same time. It's, it's a sword, Yes, gasped June. An ancient sword of elvish workmanship, added Bill, like the one in the story we read today in class. He, he reached for the sword. I uh, <laughs>
0: guess you're right about it being high fantasy.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah, they have this, this elven craftsmanship. Elven craftsmanship. Hang on, just real quick.
2: Are you Googling, do any schools read books with elf swords in them? Because I don't remember that as a child, but, well, you, you know.
0: You didn't grow up in a world where elf swords were a thing you could find, though. Check it out. According to Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. high fantasy is set
1: in an alternative fictional secondary world rather than the real or primary world. By contrast, low fantasy is characterized by being set in the primary or real world or a rational and familiar fictional world with the inclusion of magical elements. Hmm. So if you're like, don't tell anybody I'm a secret wizard, low fantasy. If you're like, we're all secret wizards, but this one's also a
0: vampire, high fantasy. So DC universe, high fantasy, Marvel universe, low fantasy. I guess. Because, like, Spider-Man's just running around in New York, but it's New York that has an Avengers Tower. Right. Whereas Gotham City, not a place. Harry Potter, low fantasy. Lord of the Rings, high fantasy. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Face-off, low fantasy. Con Air, sky high fantasy. Sky high fantasy. (laughs) Wait, June cried.
1: It's a magical sword. It could be dangerous. Here's our choice. Um, Do you think Bill should take the sword? Or do you think Bill and June should ignore the sword and continue home?
0: It's like, who will drive the car? Max? No one. It's not.
2: (laughs) Choose wisely. Will you follow the wizard into the magical portal as he beckons you to adventure? Or go get a slice of pizza? Do you keep breathing or
1: stop? All right, page nine then. Yeah. Bill laughs. Don't be a ninny, June. Which in this world is some kind of... Creature. It's a fae. It's, yeah, <laughs> magical. I won't cut myself. He reaches deep into the heart of the bush and grasps the haft of the sword. Holy shit. Let's uh, just look at that sentence one more time.
0: Yeah, this is, this is lewd. This
1: is, lewd. yeah, this is horny. <laughs> this is a horny book.
0: Wait, is this written by Matt Forbeck?
1: Oh, scroll back up. Yeah, that's uh, the S, S. Eric Moretzky, is one of his uh, pen names.
0: I don't think that when she said it's a magical sword, she meant you might cut yourself. You know, like that wasn't the danger she was talking about. She's probably talking about possessing you or something.
1: Curses. Um, As he touches the sword, it begins to vibrate wildly. There is a sound like a distant explosion. Immediately, a blinding light flashes from the
2: blade and surrounds June and Bill. By the power of Greyskull! What did you guys get up to? Oh, we got blinded by the bush vibrating sword. I'm <laughs> mm, no, sorry, it was the vibrating sword and right, in, right jammed up in that bush. The heart of the bush. Bill, are you are you reading those goddamn magazines again? Because they're they're dad's magazines. You're not supposed to read them. Dad mag. Dad mag. <laughs> <laughs> Dad mag is like Playboy, but it's like instead of uh, like full-on
0: breasts, it's just. Uh, scantily clad women and a lot of like domestic beer ads i think it's i think it's playboy but like it's like playboy has like nudie photos and also a bunch of like whatever content for gentlemen right so it's that kind of thing but it's content for dads so it's about barbecues and going fishing and yeah yeah there's a whole like
2: back section that's like lawnmower reviews exactly
0: (laughs) but also there's a fold out with boobies in it
1: yeah 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 the the gate fold in the middle is actually like a 10-step process on how to build a shed uh, like really highly produced pictures.
0: It's, it's beautiful women naked building sheds.
1: <laughs> they're wearing sensible, they're like wearing steel-toed shoes and eye protection, but their tits are all the way out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard for serious craftsmen to suspend disbelief because there's a lot of danger zone in the middle.
0: So this is how I feel about like most high fantasy uh, portrayals of women though, right? It's like, oh cool, you have full plate armor. Also, mm-hmm. it shows maximum cleavage just in case your heart's not a place you want to protect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. There is no major organs inside of your butt, uh, um, <laughs> but I think you might want. You're gonna be riding on a horse a lot, man. Are you sure you want to? That's gonna. It's change. like a lot of
2: sand around, and like yeah. that's not great to get on into your clothes and on your skin. Uh, I, I feel like <laughs> video games have gotten better in the past like couple of years about like. I think better. Oh, it's a lady. Show her titties. No, no, no. I, I know it. Hey, ha- I know the game takes place during like I don't know. World War Two of this fantasy world, but like show some titties.
1: Alternatively, if you want to, if you want to level up the difficulty on The Witcher, if you think you've mastered it, um, take all your armor off. You can run around in underpants, uh, and it does make the combat more difficult.
2: That's the canon. That's a canon uh, playthrough, by the way. Is uh, no pants, no pants. <laughs> How else do all those peasant girls see that, like Witcher dick? You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's no way they're that horny for somebody dressed the way that I've dressed my Witcher. Uh, <laughs> right. He he looks like a, he looks like a uh, uh, court jester because it has the highest. <laughs> that I don't give a fuck what it looks like. I'm gonna put it on, and I have mittens. Oh yeah. They got the most armor. I don't give a fuck about dexterities of magic. All right. When the light fades. And the two startled friends can see again. They realize that they are no longer near the school. They are on a winding path leading down from rocky foothills to a lush forest in a valley below. Behind them, impassable mountains rise, their tallest peaks lost in the clouds above. I guess mountains that weren't there before, are we getting Presumably, that, yeah. Yeah, that they, that they teleported?
2: Yeah, I think they teleported.
0: Well, yeah, we teleported the mountains. They were there before, but we were not there with them.
1: The mountains came to us, right. Their clothes have changed also. They are now wearing heavy cloth tunics, and we're back in, we're in uh, present tense. Suddenly, a group of knights on horseback come galloping around the bend in the trail, heading toward the forest. We don't know if this is weird or not. (laughs) The leader of the knights, his steed, whiter and more powerful than the others, Hmm. pulls away and approaches. Okay. Bifita! Geronda! These are good names. (laughs) "'We feared you were lost to that demon Krill. "'Ah, you have the sword.' "'The knight pauses, thinking. "'I don't have time to stop. "'Your uncle, Siovar is meeting us at the campsite. "'Meet us there and bring the sword. "'If you want to know what's happened since you'd disappeared, "'you might seek the old man in the village.' "'The tall knight points up the path toward the foothills, "'then gives a farewell salute and gallops off after
0: the others.' So a bunch of knights just rolled up, shouted options at us and then rode off.
1: They're like, "You have different names now and the swords important. Do we gather information by going to the old man of the village or do we go straight ahead to the knights?"
0: We never I, read lore. What do you Yeah, I mean follow I, those knights. I do feel like a bewildering lack of information, but let's just yeah. lean into it.
1: Let's follow knights. The kid, you know what? Our our child protagonists are also very confused.
2: And also, like, I, you know, if you jam your magic sword into, like, a good person, they'll probably vibrate and tell you not to, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. What? We're gonna get, we'll get all the lore we need. You'll just be, like, trying to swing it at somebody's dog, and it'll just be like, oh, don't do this.
0: Not that dog. It's not targetable. You can't target that dog. I thought you meant, like, the person would vibrate and tell you not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, also true, right? <laughs> but you can't trust that because even bad guys
2: will vibrate and tell you not to stab them.
1: Yeah, I was very confused. <laughs> That's how they ad- uh, camouflage. They're, that guy's sneak <laughs> skill. They're vibrating.
2: Ooh, oh yeah, you stabbed me right in the stomach, but I'm the wrong guy.
1: <laughs> <gasps> well, well, Bivatar. Geronda giggles as they walk toward the forest. <sighs> I, I guess it's turning out to be an exciting day after all. Um, I hope we're not getting into trouble, Geronda.
2: Fuck you, Billy. Jesus yeah. shit.
1: Is that his, I don't know their names anymore.
2: But he got a, he's, he's, uh, I'm giving him the diminutive because fuck you. That's some weak shit.
1: <laughs> um, do you guys think they beetleboard into like stronger bodies or are we still child protagonists? The trail narrows winding so often that Bivatar and Gironda lose all sense of direction. So I guess we're calling them that now.
0: Yeah. I kind of wish we had just <laughs> stuck with the original names Yeah. and then it'd be like a fun goof when other people call you Bivatar. Right. <laughs>
1: They break out into a deserted clearing where a dying fire sends up a thin finger of smoke uh, through the treetops. Look there! Geronda points across the clearing. There, the trail splits as it leaves the clearing. A signpost stands at the fork, and nailed to the signpost is a handwritten note! Exclamation point. For a handwritten note. The note reads... Bivatar, Geronda, it brings joy to my heart to hear you have returned. Sir, Elrond tells me that he met you in the foothills and that you have the Sword of Zork. (coughs) We must hurry off to battle. The armies of Krill are massing again beyond the dam, and I fear they will attack before nightfall. We will go to Elrond's
0: house as soon as possible. Meet us there with the sword. Silvar. Guys, we can't do another episode where you get this magic sword that lets you defeat a really powerful evil god, right? Like an evil e- power master? I just, I'm just saying, they ripped off my idea. Yeah, they
1: ripped off <laughs> Mark's idea about a sword. The Zondo sword. Where It's no longer the Sword of Sword.
2: I feel like Armies of Krill is not a particularly imposing name.
0: Yeah, you just get one whale and you're good, right? Right. Thank you so much Krill.
1: Armies of Krill sounds a lot like uh, the Kings of Leon to me, so I'm sort of... Getting, like, an indie rock vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so do we go to where the note says,
0: or do we just not do that? I guess House of Elrod. Sounds like we're charging toward battle. That's a cool thing to do. Yeah,
2: yeah like, gotta, there's really no it. reason for us to not go that way.
0: Hell yeah. Gironda
2: and
1: Bivitar, not worried about the time dilation or, like, like, temporal displacement or, like, how they got to where they are. Gironda and Bivitar head down the forest trail toward the House of Elrond, certain that their uncle, in quotation marks, Seovar, will defeat the armies of Krill and meet them soon. Certain based on what information? Yeah, and didn't they
0: say they need the sword? Like, you have the sword. And they wouldn't even wait for you in order to get the sword. They literally (laughs) rode off, seeing that you had the sword, just like, fuck it, I assume you'll catch up. Yeah,
1: they're like, meet us there, please, with the sword we
0: need. Oh, I should have asked if they needed horses.
2: Ah, well. I should have just taken
1: the fucking sword. There's children. (laughs) All right, the trail suddenly forks again. This time there is no signpost. One trail is covered with a thick bed of leaves. The other shows the dirt of the forest floor. Next to the fork in the trail stands a large tree. Unlike the other trees in the forest, it has some low branches and could be climbed. What do we do now? Asks Geronda.
0: Why would we climb a tree? We're trying
1: to get somewhere, right? Yeah, we want to see further. We want to see, like, uh, see if we can see some stuff. I'm all for climbing the tree. That's what they do in The Hobbit.
0: Yep. I'm expecting it to be a Hobbit moment where the tree talks to us, though.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's climb a tree. Let's climb the tree, Biv,
1: suggests Geronda, already coming up with a nickname for your dumb name you just got bestowed.
2: <laughs>
1: Maybe we can get a view of the surrounding area. Good idea, Geron. Talk. Um, but you should climb it. You've always been a better tree climber than me. Uh, guys, real quick, we're friends. We know, we've known each other for a minute. Can anyone in this group of three friends figure out which of the three of us is the better tree climber? I would propose it's not information that
0: people regularly share with their friends. I am the best tree climber of this group. Okay. All right. I'm going to just let you have that because I, I, I don't know. Grew up in the woods. I've climbed a tree in my day. Yeah. I mean, I've climbed oh, a tree there too. You are. Yeah. yeah. Chris, have you never climbed a tree? I climbed a tree once in college.
1: That was late in life to start. How'd it go?
2: It was fine. Uh, I didn't really see the the appeal as I was pretty much an adult by that point. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, everyone was doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I went to a weird school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Geronda agrees and clambers up into the tree. The view's not any better from up here. She calls down to Bevo, her new nickname for Bivitar. Uh, But there's a bird's nest. Who cares? Come on back down. Thank you. I I want to look at the nest. Uh, She works her way over to the nest and looks inside. There among the sticks and mud and bird corpses, presumably, and a lot of shit. Oh, we had a bird make a nest in our porch and we thought it'd be really fun. And they had songbird babies and it was cute for like two weeks. They were real chirpy and stuff. And, and then they flew away. There's four of them and they all grew up and then they flew away. Um And now we just have like this mass of sticks that's been cemented to the side of our house with just bird shit. Ugh. Yeah. So I got to get a scraper out. So
0: that's uh, weird, but I want to go back to where you suggested that bird nests would typically be full of bird corpses.
1: Yeah. You know, from, because they live there, they die there. Go to the bird nests, make it be your grave. You know that song.
0: I love that song.
2: Uh, I don't know if that tracks.
1: Yeah, you, they make the nest when they're when it's time to die. They make the nest, they lay down in it, uh, they let the bird gods take them. It's <laughs> a more dignified death than like being gobbled up by a coyote.
0: Somebody shoots the nest with a flaming arrow from afar. Yeah, they put all their bird stuff in it.
1: Except for the sword that they want to pass down to their uh, <laughs> eldest bird child. And then, yeah, then they burn it up and they go to uh, Birdhala, bird is what they call it. Anyway, she finds a key in this nest, which is weird. <laughs> Among the sticks and mud, there is a shiny bronze key. She takes the key and climbs back down to the ground. Look what I found in the nest. She shows the key to Bivitar. We'll hang on to it. It might turn out to be useful. I guess. Nobody's needed it for a hot minute because it's been stuck in a a tree and a bird.
0: We're hundreds of years from a lock.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we still don't know which path to take. So we're back to that old choice.
0: Leaf covered path or dirt path. I guess dirt path is the way people probably went because it's more clear. Right? Unless the people were trees.
1: They walk along the trail and soon come to a large clearing in the woods. In the center of the clearing is a white house. On a post near the door is a mailbox. Do you think this is Elron's house? Bivitar asks. Yes, look at the mailbox. It's it says Elron.
0: This is not why the sentence is ag- This it's not how you write a book.
1: Mm-mm. How about there's a mailbox with the name Elron on it? Yeah. And then they don't and then we can skip <laughs> like forty words.
0: You arrive at a house and deduce from the mailbox that it belongs to Elrond. Yeah, you arrive at Elrond's house, passing the mailbox with his name on it. Or just like, it's Elron's house. No one's yeah. really going to call yeah. you out on how you knew that.
1: Uh, they walk around the house looking for a way to enter. God, the doors and windows all seem tightly sealed. Then, behind the house, Gironda notices that one window is slightly ajar. Bivatar tugs on it with all his strength, and finally, it opens just enough for them to enter. I feel like the
0: third person is making this more boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would be different if it was like you look around trying to find an open window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, who are we gonna be? Are we gonna be Bivitar or Geronda? Because I'll just I'll just swap it out.
2: Bivitar's got the sword, right?
1: Yeah, we're Bivitar.
2: All right, we're Bivitar. They
1: crawl. Wait, you <sighs> you both crawl through the open window and find yourselves in a kitchen. On a table are a bottle of water and a long sack smelling of hot peppers. I don't know about you, but I'm starved. Says Geronda. She opens the sack and finds a hot pepper sandwich and a clove of garlic. The fuck is a hot pepper sandwich? Uh, Well, we're going to hopefully find out. Uh, She gives you half of the sandwich, and you share the water. Uh, Neither one of you eats the garlic. Well, that really hit the spot, you say. I hope Siavar gets here soon. Let's look around the house. The first room you come to is the living room. It is furnished with a heavy wooden trophy case. Inscribed on the case are some ancient runes. Only when the three palantirs of Zork are returned to this case can the evil be driven from the land and the Great Underground Empire rise
0: once more. Hmm. I don't know if the Great Underground Empire sounds like a thing yeah. I want to rise. Yeah.
1: That's some Cthulhu shit. Yeah, why could guys come from the underground? That's where the Morlocks live. That's where Lava. the devil lives. Lava lives there. <laughs> Lava's a a real bad guy.
2: Lava's maybe the worst guy.
1: Yeah. Lava's the only one with confirmed kills. (laughs) The trophy case is empty, which, like, boy, wouldn't it be, huh? Uh, I need three rocks back or it's the end of times, says the empty case. Sitting on... Top of it is a battery-powered brass lantern. There are batteries now. Where are we? People put their (laughs) names on their mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening?
2: Um, a heavy Oriental rug covers the floor. This is weird. Yeah. This is just someone describing their house in Vermont. (laughs) Wait a second. All right, Montgomery. Oh no.
1: Um, hang on. Look at Case. Okay, we've got to find those spheres and bring them here, says Geronda. Sure, but what will we do in the afternoon, you say, laughing. Go ahead and laugh. I'm going to look under this rug for a trapdoor." <laughs> you laugh even harder. Sure, sure. <laughs> Geronda pulls the rug to one side of the room, revealing a trapdoor. The fuck? Your jaw drops. Sure does. Gosh, you gasp. How did you know that would be there? I just felt a bump under the rug. It's locked, but there's a keyhole.
0: We're going to get down there and it's going to be like an aircraft hangar or something. Like, yeah, there's just yeah. no consistent time in this book.
1: Use the bronze key. Okay, yeah. we got a page, go to page 50. Uh, do you guys like what I'm doing with this Foley work? I'm typing into a blank uh, Google Doc uh, just so that it sounds like we're playing a text-based adventure game.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's kind of like when right. we were doing those EPMs and I would just like roll the dice after the fact for the uh-huh. sound effects sake. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good times. Labor of love. You got to do that Foley work. You got to. Otherwise, how will people know that dice have been rolled? Yeah. Or that uh, uh, text <laughs> commands have been entered into a video game. <laughs>
1: The key from the bird's nest, you say, remembering the only key you've seen so far. Try, try the key you found in the tree! Geronda, who's the only one who's done any of the work in this book, except for get the sword, I guess, inserts the key in the lock. It opens easily, revealing a rickety staircase leading down into darkness. You go down the stairs and find yourselves in the cellar of the house. On one side, you see the bottom of a metal chute, black with coal dust. It looks very steep and slippery. On the other side, a tunnel leads away from the cellar. You follow the tunnel for several minutes, making no choices. It's like you were presented with some choices. Um, Its walls become rough and uneven. The tunnel turns a corner and opens into a small underground room. Carved, guess what, guys? Out of, guess what it's carved out of?
0: Adamantium.
1: Nope. Oh. Guess again. Gotta get another guess. Chris, what's it carved out of?
2: Uh, Hot peppers.
1: No, good guess because we have already seen hot peppers. It would be narratively satisfying <laughs> to see hot peppers again. Uh no, it's carved out of rock, guys. Let's check out it's hot pepper. Somebody might want to <laughs> right? It's, it's so weird that we just stole a sandwich of hot pepper, ate it, and then like pointedly did not eat the garlic.
0: It's also weird that we're just doing this home invasion, right? Like what does this have to do with stopping Krill?
1: Yeah, there's a, a, a battle is being fought and we're not part of it. Another passage, Dark and Sinister, leads off to the left. Out of the shadows leaps a huge and hairy troll. He is brandishing a bloody axe, so it's been used recently, (laughs) and blocks the far exit of the room, which, if memory serves, was Dark and Sinister. Uh, Bivitar sees a blue glow form around the Sword of Zork, alerting him to the presence of orcs, like in the, the Harry Potter story. The troll spits out an angry snarl and raises his axe high above his ugly head. I forgot we were doing first person Bivitar. My bad. <laughs> this is just super interesting. Biv, this way. Geronda points to the low spooky passage to her left. You'll get killed if you fight that troll. We've got the Zondo sword. It's fine. <laughs> here's our. We get a choice, you guys. Would you escape down the sinister looking passage or would you
0: fight the troll? So the troll isn't a troll so much as a... Guy, a kind of beefy guy. Yeah, He's just like yeah. a bigger, bigger guy. Yeah, he looks kind of like he reminds me of Peter Dinklage from Avengers Endgame, where he was like uh-huh. a dwarf, but an enormous dwarf. Yeah, think- he's got he's got
1: proportions that that suggest something that is like he's not just like a like a a plain old human.
0: No, he's a little fucked up.
1: But he's not that big. I mean, if our if our character is supposed to be a child, he's he's got he's got, he's got a head on the child. We're fighting this troll, though, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Sure.
2: And then, you know, we'll jam the sword in him. And if we it's a good guy, then the sword will vibrate and be oops. <laughs> and then we'll get a new,
1: uh, new troll friend. Uh, Bivitar follows the urging of the sword. Horny. Yeah. So Chris, not, not totally wrong. There's definitely, the sword makes the move.
2: The sword thirsts for murder. It's fine. It's a <laughs> yeah. good sword. Take it with your sword.
1: Yeah. It doesn't care if it's good blood or bad blood. Blood is blood, the sword says.
2: Look, I know you're reading my dad mags, all right, and uh, you're at that age, but I just want you to know, you know, if you if you get the urge to follow your sword, I want you to use protection, you know? <laughs> get a buckler, a tower shield.
1: Uh, we don't care who you put your sword in, just that you're
2: safe when you do it. Ring mail, uh, normal mail, plate armor, there's plenty of ways to protect yourself when you, you know, you're, you're engaging in sword play.
1: And don't, but don't keep boiled leather. In your wallet, because it will crack. The sword grows warm in Bivitar's hand.
0: Oh, no. Usually yeah. that's your own
1: blood. Yeah. Yeah. While well, everything else grows cold. With a mighty effort, he raises his sword and swings it in a wide arc toward the troll.
0: I can't not picture him just doing helicopter tick now. <laughs> the, t- the troll seems confused.
1: So, again, yeah, like, well, what's happening?
2: Whoa, man. Uh, I hate living in this basement. A lot of weird shit goes on down here. Uh, the troll seems confused and freezes
1: just long enough to doom himself. The sword sinks deep into the troll, who lets out a wail and expires. But doesn't vibrate. Doesn't. In fact, his body vanishes in a cloud of billowing black smoke. That's how you know they're bad. If they die regular and bleed out, wh- uh, whoopsie, you did a you did a, you <laughs> did a, you mm-hmm. did a mistake. Mm-hmm.
0: But if they turn into a
1: uh, billowing black cloud of smoke, eh, they're a bad guy all along.
0: It's a lot like season three of Buffy, where Faith uh, stabs a person believing it to be a vampire, but actually it's a person, it's the mayor's mm-hmm. assistant, and he dies in that alley, and it's a big moral turning point. Yeah, that's also how they get Blade
1: in trouble in Blade 3. One of the familiars dresses up like a vampire, and then they videotape Blade murdering this guy in the street.
0: <laughs> There's a Blade 3?
1: Hell yeah, dude. It's called Blade Trinity. It's got Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. It is, uh, I don't recommend it. <laughs>
0: It really sounded like you were gearing up to recommend it. You it's entered fun. that sentence with all the
2: joy of like talking about a good movie.
1: Okay, but listen, if you want to, if you watch Van Helsing and don't <laughs> absolutely hate Van Helsing, watch all three blade movies anyway. uh-huh. Okay, that's fair. So all right, we learned that if you're good you bleed out, if you're bad you turn into black smoke, and if you accidentally kill a good person, just set them on fire, they'll vanish in a cloud of black smoke. Yeah. You did it shouts Geronda. I thought you were crazy. For murdering a guy at his house, right? It's weird how we surprised him, and then you killed him with a sword. I have I have feelings about this. Uh, it was it was almost as if the sword made the decision to fight the troll. Like try that one in court, big hard <laughs> fucking murderer. I know it sounds crazy. He scratches his head with a sword. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, castle doctrine in fantasy worlds just means you can kill anyone in a castle. So, yeah. <laughs> In any castle, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: legally well, it checks out. Because if you kill everyone in the castle, then, legally,
2: it becomes your castle. Yeah, it has. it is now your ground. And, and, you and what are they it.
1: doing in your castle? Yeah. Okay, they enter the wide tunnel that exits from the far end of the troll room. Oh,
0: now it's the troll room, huh? And I got to think of something else to call it now. So no, it's because it's the room where we mounted that troll head that we earned. <laughs> From the far end of the corpse room.
2: <laughs>
1: Canonically, he's
2: a cloud of billowing black smoke, you guys. We don't even have to deal with the body. Where's that smoke going, though? No windows, I'd imagine.
0: No, back the way it came. We're breathing troll. Got a lung full of troll. Huffing yeah. the troll.
1: Welcome to Zork. Huff this troll. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure. Don't worry about it. Just fucking huff this troll.
0: Look,
2: trust me, right? Huff this troll and just listen to the sword. I What? Yes. What? <laughs> What are you, a coward? Are you are you, sca- are you scared? Do you are you calling me a liar? Is
1: that what it is? One of the two. Are you either you scared or you call me a liar?
2: Look, jerk off. I teleported you from a normal world, alright? Yeah, I know you wanted Chuck E. Cheese or whatever the fuck, but huff yeah. this troll,
0: take this sword, go into the market square, and just listen to the sword. Do you take the red troll or the blue troll?
2: <laughs> Joey Pants is like, why didn't I take <laughs> the blue troll? You know, I know it's all fake, but sitting here, eating this chunk of
0: juicy troll.
1: <laughs> I'm huffing this troll, and my brain is telling me that it's delicious.
0: Just try to remember that there is no troll. Yeah. You cannot huff the troll. That is impossible. It is not the troll that huffs, but yourself. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. This <laughs> book.
0: You guys, The Matrix is a fucking
2: excellent movie, and if you're wondering if you should watch Van Helsing or whatever (laughs) fucking other trash movie, just watch The Matrix. When was the last time you saw The Matrix? Probably like a million years ago? Treat yourself.
0: Yeah. Also, the bad guys turn into things when you kill them, so boom. They do. Trope. Yeah, it's vaguely relevant, sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Smith just explodes into code when Neo pops out of him at the end. There
2: you go. Huff that code. Code explode. (laughs) Code explode. Hey, everybody, welcome to The Matrix versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we go through each uh, media object in both uh, universes no. and compare them to each other one at a time.
1: Okay, the Oracle or Giles?
2: I mean, for a roommate, mm, probably the <laughs> Oracle, right?
1: Yeah, right. But for, like, but, but for sort of grounded advice in the real world, probably
0: Giles. Mm-hmm. But for a refreshing snack, hot pepper sandwich. True. There we go.
1: The oracle is kind of bland for a hot pepper sandwich.
0: That was
2: a nice try to segue back to the bookmark, and I respect it. (laughs) But hot pepper sandwich is just
1: too buck wild. Okay, we got to finish this fucking thing. All right. There's map description. And then sprawled at the far end of the ledge is the skeleton of a deceased adventurer.
0: He must have been a good guy. He's not dust. (laughs) Mm -mm, He didn't turn
1: into black smoke. Um, And he also must have been a pretty shit adventurer on account of his death. He's
0: still vibrating.
1: Clutched in his bony hand is what appears to be a parchment scroll. Do you take the scroll or just walk away? Yeah. Gonna gotta get that scroll. Get that scroll. As she snatches that parchment, the bones collapse in a pile of dust. Oh, fuck. He was evil. Ah, he was evil. The only thing keeping him good was this parchment. Whoa. Look, she says, completely over the fact that a skeleton just dusted. It's a map. She points to an inscription at the bottom of the map. Which says, this map shows the final resting place of the three Palantirs of Zork.
0: Wow, that's convenient. Super helpful. We just rolled up on this house at random, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it doesn't show the final resting place, says Geronda. The bottom corner is missing. The Palantirs must be somewhere down there. Well, at least it shows the ledge we're on, and see, it it indicates that we should go right.
0: It's a very small map, then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The three Palantirs are all in this yard somewhere. Happy Easter! Uh, (laughs) um, This one has a dollar in it.
1: The two adventurers, which is a stretch, uh, go right and find a very narrow path leading off the side of the cliff. Soon they have a view of the entire lake below, ending at a huge dam.
0: What? I thought we were in a suburban neighborhood. I literally thought we came out of the, the woods and there was a cul-de-sac with a house.
1: Where are we? Water from the lake pours down over the dam, which appears to be somewhat neglected. Everything
0: is neglected. There's only like five characters in this universe.
1: Yeah, and we've, huh. seen, we've seen two of them die. They round a bend in the cliff. Part of the path before them is missing, destroyed after the map was made, possibly by an earthquake. We're just guessing. We're amateur geologists, troll slayers, map snatchers, you know. Dad mags. (laughs) Dad mag. (laughs) Welcome welcome to dad mag. The gap is about 15 feet wide. We can jump across, states Bivitar, not understanding that the world record for the standing long jump is like (laughs) eight feet. Are you fucking kidding me, Bivitar? You're going to have good luck drowning.
2: Uh, Mimitar's all, he's, he's, he's hopped up on that troll gas. You know, he's got that sword whispering in his ear, like, fucking do it, man. Fucking sword says we can make it. We can, we can make this shit.
1: Dude, take me with you. Take me to the depths.
2: Are you nuts? Asks
1: Geronda. Let's think for a minute. There must be a better way to get across. Jump across. Go to page 65, or the other option is just wait and think, the thing
2: your <laughs> friend asked you to do. Well, I mean, that'll be tough because we're grinding our teeth incessantly, but I guess we should <laughs> wait and think.
1: Ow, I can't hear anything but the sword screaming, but it does <laughs> look like we die if we try to jump off of a cliff. That's not shocking. Uh, so let's wait, wait and think, see what that buys us. Oh no, it's another troll. I think it's a hobbit. Our, I could probably rig up a way to get across if only we had some rope, says Bivitard. Doing a 180 on the jump across. <laughs> Do we have anything to build a hot air balloon from? How about swords? Right. Uh, I don't think so, Bivitar answers,
0: looking around. What the fuck kind of question is that? Do we have anything to build a hot air balloon from? And
2: it was super weird because, like, Bivitar was saying, if only we had some rope and staring directly at Duranda's <laughs> guts. <So. laughs> yeah.
0: I just think, I think if you gave me all the ingredients to hot air balloon and set it in front of me with Ikea directions, I'd just be like, no, I'm not going to be... I know I can't make a hot air balloon.
1: <laughs> yeah. And judging from this picture, the key ingredient they're missing is like space to maneuver.
0: Right. It is a, th- it's a narrow ledge. Yeah. Can we build a hot air balloon on a three foot balcony underground? <laughs> it's weird though. Cause I found this
1: battery powered jetpack. N- nobody addressed that. It's a battery powered lantern. Like what
0: the fuck universe is Zork set in? I do want to look that up later.
1: Yeah. We're going into, this is a weird, it's a weird way to start into the journey of Zork, not knowing anything. A gnome appears out of thin air. Having some trouble getting across? He asks. They nod grimly. Well, I can get you across, but it won't be cheap. What do you want? Bibitar asks, hopefully. Hmm. How about that nice sword you're carrying?
0: Without even realizing it, you've plunged it into his gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoops. Uh, plenty of rope now. The
1: sword wants what it wants. Yeah, let his skin dry in the sun. It will become as tough as leather. You can braid it and use it as rope.
2: The sword insists that you give it to him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Point first, it shouts. Uh, No, cries Geronda. That belongs to our uncle Sivar, yells Bivitar.
0: Who we only just learned existed, but he's our our family and is an heirloom, I guess.
1: Right, right. Uh, Nevertheless, either you give me the sword or you don't get across. Geronda whispers to Bivitar, We can't give up the sword. I say let's go back and try that path down toward the lake. Guys, there's a path down
0: toward the lake.
1: What are you doing talking to this fucking guy? Uh, just wait. I agree we shouldn't give him the sword, says Bivitar, but hold on a minute. Maybe we can think of some way to trick him. <laughs> ba, ba, ba! Social encounter. <laughs> Good, so (laughs) we're not, all right, good. We're not gonna gonna give it to him. We're also not gonna go find the path to the lake. We are gonna turn to page 75 and try a social encounter.
2: Yeah, we're already murderers. Let's be liars. Okay,
1: you greedy gnome. You may have the sword, but only when we are on the other side of the gap. Fine, fine, the gnome agrees, eagerly rubbing his hands together. Watch this. It's one of my best spells.
0: It's called Detect Lies. The gnome
1: begins chanting in some twisted tongue. He waves his arms wildly. His hair flies about his head as if tossed by a fierce wind. Traces of smoke begin to pour from his ears. That's like, <laughs> that's not great. Give this man something. His
0: head explodes. Oops. Yeah. Joke's Ooh. on you.
1: Mm. Suddenly, a sturdy bridge spans the gap. The gnome slumps against the cliff wall, exhausted. Uh, Bivitar and Gironda hoist his small body and throw it over the edge. Hurry across, the gnome urges. The bridge will only last for 30 seconds. You stab him. Yeah. Bivatar and Geronda dash across the bridge with the gnome, whose name we've never learned, just behind. When they reach the end of the bridge, they stop and face the gnome, who also stops. But on the bridge, several feet from the end, the gnome boots at them.
0: Boot boot means throw up, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> and tells
1: Bivatar to hand him the sword. Ah, Vivitar explains. We agreed to give you the sword only when we were on the other side of the gap. We are now on this side, not the other side. As you can plainly see, there's no one on the other side. What? That's no why you. The gnome pulls a gun out from his backpack. (laughs) Kills you.
0: Your trick was not knowing how words work. Like, is this supposed to be valid? Are we supposed to feel that we earned this?
1: Yeah, we did the right, we did the right thing. We did, uh, he wanted our, you know, he wanted the sword we learned about 20 minutes ago.
2: I mean, so like as uh, third person observers, I feel like we're supposed to feel relieved that our psychopath uh, guides didn't kill this guy directly.
1: (laughs) Well, wait wait for it. He leans on the railing of the bridge and runs a hand through his stringy hair, then comes to a decision. He begins rolling up his sleeves. Well, boy, if you won't give me the sword as we agreed, I guess I'll just have to take it.
0: Fair, but you're going to die.
1: Yep. The gnome takes a step forward toward him, and suddenly the bridge vanishes around him like a wily coyote cartoon. With a look of stunned amazement, he plunges into the yeah, into the abyss, screaming, "Frobnoid!"
0: Yep, that's what he screams. Frobnoid. Which? What a fun reference to something. Yeah. Probably a god. Maybe, or like in the
1: Zork world, that's the word for just fuck. Yeah. Like the exclamation. <laughs> Frack! Teach him to be so greedy. Bivitar mumbled self-righteously and incorrectly <laughs> on the wrong side of morality. His horns, if you press pause now, Bivitar's horns have grown a little bit. Mm-hmm. What does the map show now? Just a, there's a dead gnome. Uh, <laughs>
2: the map has changed and uh, there's a dead gnome and everything just says kill. It's just soaked in blood. I don't know where it came from, but I can't get rid of it. All the paths <laughs> lead to somewhere called Redrum. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew the old gnome had so much blood
1: in him? Uh, The path should enter an opening in the cliff somewhere around here, Geronda tells him. Sure enough, a minute later, uh, it only goes in one direction, you could have just fucking walked. They come to an opening in the cliff wall. The ground drops steeply, and in many places, stairs have been carved in the rock to make it travel easier.
2: They don't connect to each other, so
0: it doesn't really help much. No. But they're there.
2: They're sort of willy-nilly. In fact, they point
1: straight down. It's almost as if they are stalactites.
0: Willy-nilly was the gnome's name. Rip and peace, willy nilly. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. But for real though, um, Boromir, uh, uh, Boromir, the uh, you know the 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 son of Gondor, or Dozer from the Nebuchadnezzar?
0: As a roommate, um, probably Boromir. He seems pretty clean. As an uh, arrow pincushion? gotta go Boromir.
1: Yeah, uh, sucks <laughs> up a lot of arrows. Sucks up. Uh, now Dozer did soak up a lot of uh, the electric lightning. Gun, yeah, yeah. That they just have sitting around on. Why don't you have it? Okay. After what seems like hours of following this winding passage, they spot a point of light
0: ahead. Uh, Hours of a winding passage is exactly how we describe this book. (laughs) Boom!
2: hey i I'm Mark. (laughs) I'm Chris. I'm Ian. And this has been Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus Face Off.
1: I, Gandalf, Gandalf always, I always love Gandalf, can't get enough Gandalf, wish there was a whole book about Gandalf. I love his, I love his whimsy. I love his tales. Love his hat. But I only need one hobbit in my life, honestly, <laughs> and it's Bilbo and that's it. And the rest of them can just like take the ring wherever I don't care. We have
0: to read this book.
1: Towering high above them is a tremendous dam. Water from the reservoir above spills over the top of the ancient and neglected dam.
2: Everything neglected.
1: Everything neglected. Uh, Including these kids, like, nobody's looking for them. Below them, the spill-off forms a mighty river. This must be flood control dam number three, Geronda says, studying the map. Studying the lanyard? (laughs) Uh, It's supposed to be the greatest engineering feat in the history of the Great Underground Empire, designed by Lord Dimwit Flathead himself.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's also the only engineering feat in the history of the Great Underground Empire.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't supposed to be a dam. It was actually supposed to be a shopping mall. They built it in the middle of a river. It's a big fuck-up.
0: Our smartest and most talented engineer in the history of our people, Lord Dimwit Flathead. Yeah, stupid shit-eating asshole. <laughs> uh, and that's the Frigid River there. Capital F, capital R.
1: You know, come to think of it, and not to get, not to jump back too far off the tangents, but the, uh, the, the dwarves all lived underground, and they were pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but they got their asses kicked by uh, orcs. And one Balrog. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, but it was the, it was the what is it? D- 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 Dwalin's Bane or whatever his name is. It's mm. the bad one. Even Gandalf had to fight him real bad. With the sound of hoofbeats, Elrond the Knight appears, Ugh. riding toward them. Like, we were just in his house. How did he uh, get
0: over the non-existent bridge?
2: We'll find out. We'll find out.
1: We won't. What in Frob's name are you
2: two doing here? Oh, so Frob near it does mean fuck, though.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What in fuck's name?
1: <laughs> we were trying to find the three Palantirs to return them to the trophy case in your house. So he's, as soon as the words uh, leave his mouth, he's like, well, this, uh, hold on. I got a lot more to explain first. Yeah,
0: it, it literally is like we walked into a house uninvited, found a trophy case, uh-huh. put ourselves on a like quest to fill it back up with a map we found from a troll in the basement. No one asked uh-huh. us to do this.
1: No, well, we're, we're uh, drawing drawing a lot of lines between a lot of
2: dots. We found the map on a corpse, and then we killed the troll. It was two separate uh, oh, yeah, corpses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we killed the
1: troll not really knowing where to go.
2: Look,
0: I can't really distinguish between this trail of bodies we've left in our wake, okay? <laughs> we're on a it's murder true. spree. It's all one big blur of blood. They'll add it up. But, uh, you know, uh, kill them all, and let the uh, Black Dust Cloud sort them out. Let Frobs sort them out. Let yeah. Frobs sort them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, frog needs fuck. Never mind. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm all that fuck, out. Who gives a <laughs> shit? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: we thought we could help. I'm sorry. Elrond gives a tired chuckle. Don't be. You both have more courage and cunning than many of my own people to have gotten this far.
2: They really suck. I mean, yeah. they're they're
1: garbage. I need new people. What I'm asking is, do you guys want to hang out sometime?
2: Just a bigger pack of Peckerwood motherfuckers you've never seen in your life. I tried
1: to give them hot pepper sandwiches and garlic, and they're like, Elrond, that's not a way to make a sandwich. And
2: now, now we're at odds. I had to put one of them in the basement. Uh, yeah, he was, being, he was
1: being real grumpy. We call him a troll. He's not really a troll. His name's Terence. We call him a troll, but uh, can't wait to get back and see old Terrence. Wait a minute, you have that sword that turns people into black smoke clouds.
0: (laughs) I just walked through a black smoke cloud. I still have it in my lungs.
1: I huffed the troll. God, uh, but fighting the Palantirs is impossible. The map that shows how to find them was stolen over a century ago by a skeleton. Uh, Is is this the map? Geronda asks, handing the parchment to Elrond. Elrond's like, "Uh, hold on.
2: It took a
0: hundred years before someone was like, should I check my basement?
2: It was right outside his basement.
0: This whole book is just us serendipitously finding incredibly unlikely items. We found this magic sword. We found a key that just happens to be to the house we were going to in the tree that we happens to climb. Now we found this map. Maybe that's why nobody found it. He hasn't been down to his basement in a minute because he lost the tree where (laughs) he was drunk. You know, I mean, I wouldn't go down to my basement if there was a troll lurking there trying to kill me with an axe.
1: Perhaps now there's a chance. End Act One. <laughs> Bivitar Gironda, this is a grave moment. The army of Krill, which I don't not to get too far into it, but he's got snake soldiers. <laughs> has beaten our human knights in battle today. CFR has fled to our underground base. Oh, Uncle. Those of us still alive are meeting there to form a last defense against Krill.
0: They're building a Death Star.
1: <laughs> again many bothans died to bring us this information i was heading toward the underground base but this may be more important if i can get the three spheres to Siavar before we are completely overwhelmed um, elron stops as a beautiful gray owl swoops out of the sky and lands on his shoulder of course it holds a paper clutched in one claw elron unfolds the paper
2: Give me your fucking mobile. <laughs> right.
1: That's weird. He looks back at the majestic gray owl and it's holding a knife at him. It is a message from Sivar. He explains, reading. The knight looks up, his face strained. Reading is very hard for Elrond. Sivar says that Krill's warriors are massing for battle already. If we lose to Krill today, it will be the final defeat. I must go there at once. Elrond puts a hand on each of their shoulders. Uh... Still grasping the paper in his two bonus hands. (laughs) (laughs) You two have already done a valiant job today, but though we may survive Krill's attack today, without the power of the three Palantirs, there is no doubt that Krill will soon be victorious. Meaning that, uh, like, none of this matters. Continue your quest for the legendary spheres. The map will aid you, and the sword of Zork will protect you. And all the cool, my and cool guy Terrence. Just go back and let him out. He's a great guy. He knows where they all are.
2: That guy knows these underground tunnels like the back of his hand. It's why he lives down here.
1: You know, he's got low light vision. You guys are just going to be carrying around a torch like a bunch of jackasses. Terrence could guide you. Just, just
2: let Terrence out. He runs a, a boy trolls and girl trolls club of Zorkmerica.
1: He's a really good guy and has such a big family to take care of.
2: Just a solid dude. Yeah, we love him.
1: If you are successful, bring the Palantirs and the sword to the underground base that's going to be attacked by Krill's warriors <laughs> in the coal mine beyond the dam. Ooh, coal mine, though. You guys, that other shaft was covered in coal dust. Hmm. Clue. Count on us, Elrond, says Gironda. Right, adds Bivitar. We don't have
0: any
2: skin in this game. <laughs> We're not even from this fucking place.
0: We could vanish at any moment. Just thinking about
2: all of the murders he can do next. <laughs> yeah
1: lusting for the kill. Uh, But beware, Ron cautions, pausing for effect.
0: When I listen to podcasts, I turn on what's called Smart Speed, where it takes out unnecessary pauses. Oh, man. So this joke is going to be totally lost on some listeners. All right, how about this? Uh, But beware, Ron
1: cautions, pausing for effect. Pausing and pausing and pausing pausing and pausing. Pausing and pausing and pausing. Pausing
0: and pausing 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 pausing. pausing and pausing.
1: Krill may try to trick you. Uh, You know, he's got a giant army or whatever, and he doesn't even fucking know who you are, and he'd just as soon kill you as look at you, but he may try to trick you. (laughs) He may even appear in the form of your uncle, Sivar. Just remember, kill anything that moves. (laughs) Sivar never removes the sapphire ring, the ring of Zork, from which his powers flow. Good luck, Bivitar, Gironda. He gallops off. As Elrond vanishes into the distance, Bivitar says, no time to waste. Which way now, Duran? Dr- this section of the map is incomplete. They're already at the incomplete section of the map.
2: <laughs> like yes, it, it really was just right in his basement.
1: Yeah, it's somebody's basement. Um, but I think uh, she looks around and then points to a zigzagging staircase leading up to the sides of the dam. That is the way to the spheres.
0: Uh, so you guys want to split this into a two-parter or just call it here or what? Yeah, I think let's, I guess let's make this a two-parter. I feel like we're really cracking along on this one. And it's got a lot of good lore. Yeah, it'll pay off coming down the line. (laughs) For sure.
1: There's three other Zork books, and if we get to be these guys for all of them. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to put a pause in it for the night because we've been reading for an hour and a half, and the Elrond voice really takes it out of me. That was a mistake. I would say we've (laughs) been reading
0: for about 30 minutes, and we've been talking about face off (laughs) for the rest of it.
1: And Lord of the Rings. Uh, The
2: the Matrix.
0: Yeah. And Buffy. This has been a really, uh, really good, far reaching tour de force of all the things we get distracted with. This one's for Blair, Star Fox 69. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, if you guys think of the original members of the Fellowship of the Ring, Uh right? Boromir Boromir Aragon, Mary (laughs) Pippin, Frodo, the dragon, uh, (laughs) the Christopher Pallini dragon. Uh, Which one is the Slippy? Uh,. Pippin. I'm going to say
0: Pippin. Yeah, probably Pippin. So Aragorn is the fox. Is he? He's got to be. He's got to be. I think Boromir is the Falco, because he, he kind of tries to go rogue in a way. That yeah. tracks, yep.
1: Uh, and gets killed, like Falco. Spoiler alert.
0: Mark, did you finish uh, Star Fox 64 yet? Uh, I still haven't got the true ending.
1: Yeah, well, it's a really tragic, uh, it's a funeral for Falco. It's like a 30-minute cinematic
0: Um. Star Fox on good night. <laughs> uh, we'll
1: finish this up. We promise all the Zork stuff's going to come together. It's going to be really satisfying. <laughs> stick stick with it. And until next time, where we'll finish the Zork book, I promise,
2: I'm Ian. I'm Chris. Face
1: off. <laughs> and remember, always Zork responsible. From Noid. Hey, <laughs> Mark really
2: is the wild card.
1: I heard at home you were a stone-cold killer. Are you scared now?
2: I, I played Grand Theft Auto 3, but, but I always tried to avoid hitting people with my car. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> and then he takes a big, deep huff of the troll. Against his better judgment, he takes a deep huff of the troll. And then he's like, all right, I didn't know you got wet.
0: And then like, <laughs> the
1: world starts to wave in front of him. And he's like, what was in that troll? And he's like,
0: PCP. <laughs> <laughs> and then they play out the rest of training day.